Hello humans, Kung Fu Cowboy and Bear here. We're bringing you updates on our upgrades and we're reminding you, do the right thing and be good to your horse. Shaolin Records produces this podcast, Shaolin Music administrates the copyrights, and Shaolin Communications distributes and markets everything. What's with all this Shaolin stuff? I can tell you a little bit. The Jedi are like a sissy version of a Shaolin monk. <laughs> First, let's, uh, hey, let me tell you about my new record, Scorpion Resurrection. Get the album, Scorpion Resurrection by Kung Fu Cowboy. Get the album that'll kick your ass and sting your brain. Kung Fu Cowboy has joined Shaolin Records to bring some masculine blues and romantic rock songs to a generation not looking for any of this classic rock stuff. But that's okay. We're making it for us. Kung Fu Cowboy, Scorpion Resurrection. Okay. This is Kung Fu Cowboy here, giving you your update on the album, Scorpion Resurrection. And actually, I'll tell you about the website. The website, scorpionresurrection.com, was the very first WordPress website I ever created. And I created it back when we um, got the website, 2015, when we were doing all the deals for the financing. And the movie... website, kungfucowboy.com, well, that kind of took over, and I never really used the scorpionresurrection.com website after that. So, but it was sitting there all that time. The um, importance of the website now is not going to be for the movie, which was subtitled uh, Scorpion Resurrection. It's now going to be, I think, focused on the album, Scorpion Resurrection, which is the soundtrack of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, kind of. <laughs> it's uh, anyway. It's it's actually the songs that were all written uh, from the period of being in Las Vegas to my high school reunion, coming back to San Diego to uh, coming back to Los Angeles and North Hollywood, and finishing the movie. And actually, as a sequel, I was the the movie was actually written while I was writing the sequel. Uh, actually, the um, the second prequel. <laughs> the the movie actually yeah I I'd written we had already done the Kung Fu Cowboy Rock and Roll movie one, and then I wrote a zombie movie as a prequel to that, and then that was going so well that I actually wrote the follow up to that, and then during the making of that movie the uh, second zombie movie that's when I wrote some of this material which is soundtrack movie music well you'll see it's kind of it's an interesting story actually. Some of the songs are written for Kung Fu Cowboy Rock and Roll Movie 2. I'm all confused. I just keep writing these movies and going ahead. As far as I'm concerned, all these movies have been made. But uh, obviously they haven't. i got to go back and fix it. So anyway, they were done in my mind. So the album. Okay, so what's going on with the album? The album is a very bizarre story. I'm going to see if I can get it for it. I didn't finish it, and and I kind of uh, went belly up about... um, well, some years ago, half a dozen years ago. And so I released a whole bunch of stuff when I didn't want to. And this is one of those albums that I was working on in um, Shaka Khan, I think. Is that her name? Uh, some disco superstar. And she had a studio and she sold it to someone that I knew as a Kung Fu student of mine years ago. And uh, we hooked up and 
uh, he was letting me use the studio to finish my record, but unfortunately he was having financial problems. And as he said, he couldn't afford to keep the lights on. <laughs> Poor guy. So I was helping him out on the studio and, you know, opening and closing and doing night shift stuff so he could go home and be with his kids. And, uh, he let me use the studio and I was able to get the, the album halfway mixed. But then finally he, he got in trouble and I just had to, yeah, it was, it was too bad. Couldn't, I couldn't have done more and couldn't have helped him more. So, the album ended up being in that kind of half condition of being something, you know, and I gave it to American Zen. It's called The End of the Line. But it was supposed to be the Kung Fu Cowboy album. It was actually supposed to be me, be me as the Kung Fu Cowboy, but it just didn't seem to go there. It didn't quite finish. Um, and I want to. In fact, what I want to do is I want to put horns and strings on it. I really want to make it a balls-out, really just amazing record that you're going to want to listen to over and over again for inspire, inspiration, just to motivate you. So anyway, in fact, I'm going to give you one of the songs, I think, on today's show. This should be Use Me. I'll give you the first, uh, first song. Long. And so anyway, the Scorpion Resurrection, I'll, I'll try to cue, cue, yeah, tell the story. It's a, it's, it's not a story I really want to tell, but it's a story that needs to be told. And we just kind of opened that, that can of worms or box of worms or <laughs> wherever those worms are. So <laughs> nice worms. Yeah, I don't want worms. Okay, we'll open something. Let's find another box. The book, Super Soul 13, a poetry memoir by Buddha Z, another version of Richard Del Connor. Super Soul 13 is the memoir of Richard Del Connor moving to Los Angeles after being hired to star in the movie Kung Fu Cowboy Rock and Roll Movie 1. This became a spiritual adventure into the religion predating Buddhism in India. These ancient Vedic scriptures enlightened Richard as he transferred into the Kung Fu Cowboy in real life as a stagehand, working for rock concerts and corporate events. Super Soul 13 is a unique spiritual adventure to inspire your own spiritual adventure. Super Soul 13 by Buddha Z. Well, I am in a slight quandary. How am I going to provide to you Super Soul 13. I may have a copy printed in storage. Otherwise, it's an e-book, and I can't read the e-book while I'm recording on my phone. So I was thinking, well, maybe I could purchase it on another phone or something and then read it from the other phone, or ah, I'm not sure. But let me just tell you what's going on. I'll tell you a couple of interesting things about this book. Super Soul 13 was written in 2013 and published in 2014. Now, it's based largely on the Bhagavad Gita. And the Bhagavad Gita was supplied to me by the Krishna organization when I visited them when I was working as a stagehand. Uh, they've got a place in Venice. And uh, anyway, it's, it's, that's an interesting story too. It's really an interesting story. Uh, my introduction to the the uh, Krishna people and the, the Vedic, the Indian people of India, made a couple of friends and a couple of people in the movie business I communicated with on a regular basis for a couple of years, but wasn't able to make anything really pan out there. But some famous movie people, uh, at the time, they had made the um, movie about the guy on a boat with a tiger or something like that. And one of the casting directors for that movie was Indian, and they used Indian people, so he had done well at that. He was doing well at that time because of that movie. And... Um, 
Anyway, it was an interesting time uh, being with the Indian people. But the book isn't really about them. They just kind of provided this. Anyway, you'll see. It's a great book. And I really enjoyed hanging out with them. It was very nice getting into the Indian culture and their their co-op type style living. And they've got a kind of a neighborhood, a community down there in Venice near the temple. A lot of that community is a lot of Indian people, as I came to realize after going there several times and visiting a couple of them uh, during the week. <laughs> There's a lot of just Indian people that live in that area. It's a little, little India. And uh, it was very interesting. They're in, I, I like the culture. They're very easy to get along with. And and there was another um, Indian person, a Brahmin, the only Brahmin I've ever, ever actually known as a friend. He, When I was um, uh, living in Tahunga, uh, not Tahunga, on Tahunga, um, when was that? That was about four years ago. For about a two-year period, there was somebody who was crossing my path on a regular basis. And he was a Brahmin, um, an Indian Brahmin, which is a holy man. And uh, we got to talk. And when he'd come by, in fact, even after a while, he started enjoying our conversation so much, he started talking on Facebook. And then he started messengering me. <laughs> and we had kind of a, it was a good person. We lost touch a couple of years ago. But uh, we're still friends. I look forward to maybe re- I find, I'll find him on Facebook as soon as I feel more chatty. But the um, he told me about his life, and I got to ask him. And, and the spiritual class in India is a class. He was born a Brahmin. He was born into a holy man family. So he was born, bred, well, raised. He was raised to be a holy man. And so he told me all about that. And I got to understand the Indian religion and lifestyle a lot through him and his being raised as a holy man. So, but that's still not even what uh, Super Soul 13 is about. That actually happened after the book. <laughs> but it's, it's just, like I said, it's really interesting meeting holy religious people. But this is a very spiritual book, and uh, uh, the Super Soul 13. And when you read it, uh, I'd, you know, give me some feedback. And tell me if anything magical happens to you. Because when I was writing it, there were so many magical things happening to me. That I'm just writing them in the book sometimes as things are happening. It's, it's really kind of fun. It's kind of cool. So that's Super Soul 13, a little spiritual journey I was on at that time, and I really enjoyed it. It was very, very nice. Very nice. Here's your movie update on the Kung Fu Cowboy Rock and Roll Movie 1. And it's actually a, a backdate. <laughs> oh, the, one of the reasons, by the way, the Super Soul 13 book is pertinent to this Kung Fu Cowboy adventure is I will actually be detailing in 2013. That was when the uh, movie Odyssey really was in full steam and I was working with Scott. So it's a really interesting year. So that book tells the story. Within that book is a lot of the stories of the Kung Fu Cowboy taking place. So that's going to be a fun movie, a book to add to this situation. So in terms of the Kung Fu Cowboy Rock and Roll movie, 2013, well, it actually started in 2012. I had gone in 2011 to Las Vegas to learn lion dancing. I had come back to Los Angeles and then to San Diego, where I ended up staying with my dad for about six months. And then when I was down in San Diego... One of my music fans, Scott Carahadian, contacted me, said he had just graduated Chapman Film School and wanted to make a movie, and his first movie was going to be about me called Kung Fu Cowboy. And I said, oh, I like that idea. 
<laughs> Even if it was my idea, I liked the fact he had it. And I was very happy to fulfill his idea of my idea. <laughs> so we, he, he drove all the way down there to San Diego and wrote up a release agreement so that legally he could begin writing a screenplay and uh, take advantage of my cool stories, uh, which he knew something about. He was kind of inspired about my broken family and divorce and kids, you know, deciding not to be a part of my life or my school and my businesses. And so he was kind of aware of some of the stories. I told them through my music and by following my albums and my music, he knew a lot about my personal life and my story. So he was kind of a fan and wanted to put it together and make me a uh, kind of a, a, a vigilante, which we kind of toned down. But uh, anyway, that way we came down. So it started in 2011. I think it was September. And then it was shortly after that when I got... Uh, stung in the neck by the scorpion and got laid up for several months. And I told him I had to come in and help write the screenplay because I said, I can't do the Kung Fu. It, it was about another year before I was able to jump and jump around. Um, and so I, I told him we needed to rewrite it so that I wouldn't have to personally even do the Kung Fu in the movie. And so it, it came out kind of interesting. I've got ghosts coming out of my body to do my fighting. <laughs> so that's Kung Fu Cowboy Rock and Roll Movie 1. You'll see. It's a, I'm, I'm so anxious to see it. I like, I like a movie when you want to go back and see it two, three, four times. That to me is a movie I want to make. So that's my goal. If I don't make that goal, you tell me and I'll go back to the editing board and go shoot stuff or whatever or shoot somebody. <laughs> And we'll make it a we'll make it a movie you want to see more than once. So that's Kung Fu Cowboy Rock and Roll Movie One, the first, which ended up. Now the funny part of this story is it ends up being the fifth movie in the eight movie series. By the time I was done, I was stranded with a broken down car and under the apartment building in a kind of a garage under my kids and ex wife's apartment building, writing this movies and my radiator blew and so I was kind of stuck and stranded and working as a stagehand, uh, getting rides to work with other stagehands. And uh, so in my car, I wrote the movies, and I wrote a whole bunch of them, several movies down there in that, that, that garage in the dark. That one, totally dark. But uh, <laughs> I got stories about that. I guess that'll come out. But okay, here we go. That was the movie, Kung Fu Cowboy Rock and Roll Movie. Oh, I was going to tell you which one was which. The first one we wrote with Scott Carahady and I, um, we were even trying to get... Um, uh, Jared Weinstein, uh, uh, what, I forget what his name it was, Jared, a uh, really cool kid, a, a nice kid, I call him a kid because he's so much younger than me, he's a young man now, um, he, um, Helped us with the title even. We were, we were trying to bring him on as a writer because, you know, he and Scott were really close friends. And, and I was excited to just bring something into the mix and, and bring something fresh to my Kung Fu Cowboy story rather than just tell my true story, you know. So I thought that Jared would bring something, but he didn't really add anything to it except maybe help us with the title slightly <laughs> or at least confirm that we were that was it so we were trying to bring him in but that here we go that was the beginning of the movie so we uh, scott and i write that movie we go through quite a few drafts uh, when we started writing and i was still in san diego so he would write something and then i'd get a couple of weeks and i'd send it back and by february of the next year which was 2012, that's when I actually left San Diego and came up here permanently, expecting to be living out of my car for a couple of months while we finished the screenplay and got some sort of deal together. And so that was the first movie made in 2012. Now in the next year, 2013, we're shopping the movie, so I still didn't make any sequels. It was in 2014... Uh, still didn't make, I don't think... I, actually, I was making the sequels... 
Yes, I was making the sequels to the Kung Fu Cowboy movie itself in 2014 uh, because I released the album, which I wrote in that basement, in 2014 in July, and I was writing the movie. So, yes, so in 2014 and maybe even starting in 2013, I was writing the sequels or prequels. No, sequels. I was still in the sequel business here. I didn't start writing the zombie movies until 2015. Uh, yeah, the summer of 2015, I think. Sheesh. Uh, need some landmarks to make these more substantial. But I can probably remember the history. So, what happened was, well, I, so I wrote Kung Fu Cowboy movie number five with Scott. That ended up, we thought it was number one, but it was number five. And then I wrote number six, seven, and eight under the apartment building. Then in 2015, when I was in the film festival and we won the first place award, in the month before that happening, I remember I had just finished it, <clears throat> barely, and so I showed it to a couple of people at the film festival. I wrote the first of the zombie movies, okay? So that would have been the summer of 2015. And then I wrote the next three, so they haven't totally been written out completely. But anyway, 2015, so I've written out the, the zombie movie 1, 2, 3, and 4. So, and it's 2019. So yeah, I can easily write a movie a year, especially if I was, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's easy. That's easy for me to do. I'm trying not to do that. So yes, we've got eight Kung Fu Cowboy movies ready to go. Sorry if I meandered there. I was having to process a lot while I was telling you that story. <laughs> okay, let me let you go. Actually, when I come back again, um, oh, actually, um, for the end song today, remember I told you I was going to use a movie from the Scorpion Resurrection. Now, this Use Me song is is very substantial. There's a music video. If you go to YouTube and look up Kung Fu Cowboy and Use Me, because there's a bunch of Kung Fu Cowboy stuff now, and maybe Use Me won't come. But if you put that all together, you'll hopefully find the um, music video be performing live at Kulak's Woodshed. I did two songs there, Use Me and Scorpion Resurrection. So you can find those two and see me live. Get your tickets now for that movie of the century, Kung Fu Cowboy, Rock and Roll Movie 1. See the movie that hasn't been made yet. We'd like that. Shaolin Pictures is producing the Kung Fu Cowboy movie, Rock and Roll Movie 1. Written by Scott Carahadian and Richard Del Connor, this screenplay won a first place award in the only film festival it was submitted to in 2015. It's time to make a movie with some first-class kung fu. Yeah, let's see this someday. Kung Fu Cowboy Rock and Roll Movie 1, starring Kung Fu Cowboy. Well, we do that.